Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game! Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. for joining you in studio. We have a jam-packed show coming up for you today. So we're going to get to it right away. But just before we do, Brennan Escott, you are uh, my man that's hunting down music. Who was that? I've never heard of that before. I feel like a music agent lately, Bob, with a local artist. That's called Will Win. It's by Michael Cairns and uh, Fred Miller. They're both out of St. Albert, both former hockey coaches. That song actually nominated for a Juno, and it is about a young boy dreaming of making the NHL and, and playing in his backyard. So. Uh, awesome stuff. Keep it coming, Brennan. I, I, I dig it, especially if it's got a northern Alberta Edmonton feel to it. I'm all for it. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plans, saving your company money, all your devices. Manage at Digitex.ca. Coming up in a minute, Ken Hitchcock, the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. At 1235 today, Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey and Rogers. 105, Brian Burke, courtesy... Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. One thirty-five today, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. I told you we were jam-packed, Jay Woodcroft. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us 
on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. They've got Jeremy Hotz coming up, Dangerously Handsome, February 2nd at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. Let's get straight to it. Edmonton Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock, full disclosure, this one-on-one took place about 30 to 35 minutes ago because we had to get uh, Hitch going because the players are back in town. The team hits the ice tonight, 5 o'clock at the community arena. They'll practice tomorrow morning, then fly to Philadelphia. Here's our conversation with the Oilers head coach. Ken, thank you for taking time to join us on Oilers Now. How was uh, the All-Star break slash bye week for you? Well, it's one of those uh, weeks where you're 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 taking a physical break, but you're not taking a mental break, and that's just that's just being a head coach in the National Hockey League. You never get away from it. But uh, I was able to go to Texas and make sure the home front was okay there, uh, getting getting that all fixed up. So I, you know, hopefully can spend the next four or five months here working on stuff, and, uh, and then the rest of the stuff was uh, gathering information to try to help the team become better. So I got, I sought out opinions. Uh, I looked at a lot of tape. I looked at a lot of video. I talked to some players and uh, did my homework and trying to help the team get better and and see what tweaks we can put system-wise into everything, Bob, and and see uh, see if we can do some things better to give us a better result. I I really felt leaving the leaving the. Uh, uh, the, the for the break that if we continued down the same path it wasn't going to be successful we had to tweak and change some things so all that stuff gets in place starting today and we're looking forward to it well there was a piece written by uh, Terry Jones which alluded to some potential changes uh, I, I don't you know we're not going to push you to get into too much detail but generally speaking uh, you've opened up the Pandora's box, so you're, you're saying we got to play a little bit differently. So, what are the sort of core principles of how you're maybe hoping to play differently without totally giving away uh, the game plan on a sort of a game by game basis? Well, I think the the whole concept of things is how do we spend more time in the fun zone, which is the offensive zone. We got to play more on our toes. We got to play more predictable offensively, and we got to play more on the attack. How do we do that? Obviously, we 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 got to find ways so that the players look like we're quicker on the ice, so that that we we spend more time on the attack. So we're going to put uh, systematic principles in place that allow us to be more predictable, allow us to play quicker, allow us to put more numbers in on attack, and allow us to be in a position where we can support each other a little bit quicker and easier, and. I think those. I think we're capable of doing that stuff, and I, I'm looking forward to to the next two days at practice to see how this works. Um, I've done this before, and it's been very successful. I did it in St. Louis, and it was very successful. And I want to put some of these uh, principles in in place and 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 see where the guys go to that. I just felt that that we were too slow um, leaving the break, and we exposed ourselves because of that, and. And now what we need to do is the tempo's gone up in this last third of the phase. It's going to go up. The checking's going to go up. It's going to be harder to create offense. Uh, there's going to be less room on the ice, which you see now. Um, 
it's those principles have to be in place for us to get to the next level. We're joined by Edmonton Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock, Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. Ken, look, we, we, we're in a time where, you know, in theory, everybody can do everything, and that's all well and nice, and, you know, uh, we're all singing kumbaya and that sort of thing. But the question I have for you is, can you have different lines play different ways? So you give a little bit more creative and artistic license to guys that paint a little bit differently uh, in the offensive zone, like a McDavid or like a Dreisaitl Nugent Hopkins. As opposed to, because you talked about predictability, and I'm just wondering, is that part of the process in terms of how you delineate, in terms of how you attack, is the predictability, or are, are, are maybe for, with a lack of a better term, the third or fourth lines, and you still give a, you know, some offensive options to, to top-end elite-level talent players? Yeah, I, I think I think that predictability comes under pressure. You know, you, you expect different plays from people when there's limited pressure. You know, when you have a, an odd man rush or you have a three-on-two, you have a four-on-three, you have a two-on-one, you expect different things from different skill sets. But under pressure, under pressure, we need to put principles in place so the guys aren't hesitating. And secondly, uh, where you want to look the same is when the opposition has the puck. So when the opposition has the puck, you could take the names and numbers off our sweater and we could look similar. And that's what we're trying to get in place here. So we're trying to put automatics when we're under pressure and automatics when we're putting the other team under pressure. But on the creative side, when there's odd man rushes or there's odd man situations down low in the offensive zone, there's some guys that have the green light to make the next play. And there's some guys you just, you want the puck pounded at the net and let's hunt for rebounds. So, those players know who they are and they know how we teach and, and like any coach does that. But under pressure, we want to look similar as much as we can. We're joined by Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock. Ken, the Oilers were 17-12-2 with Oscar Clefbaum in the lineup. When he went out at a time in which you also lost Chris Russell, that's really where this 5-12 and skid started. You have gotten Russell back. Um, I guess we'll find out tonight at practice as to where Clefbaum is at. But is there any way, you know, to... Can you underscore at all just the impact that Clefbaum has, given the fact that he's, you know, your number one slotted defenseman based upon minutes played? Well, we have to be careful because he's not going to come back to us 100%. In other words, he's not going to be up to the speed of the National Hockey League. He's missed over 20 games. That's going to be difficult. So we got to be realistic there. Is he going to help us? Yes, a lot. We know that. This is a double whammy for this organization. Uh, Sakara, who was the one or the 1A, and Clefbaum, who was the one or 1A, are both gone missing. And to win in the National Hockey League, missing your one and two defensemen is very challenging. So Clefbaum's injury hurt us in two ways. We lost a good player, but more important, we were thin when we were looking at the top end of our lineup. And I said this the night before to, to Peter that we were talking about the lineup, and I said the two guys we cannot afford to lose are Connor and and Clef. And then we lost both Clef and and uh, Chris Russell in that game in, in, in Colorado, and that put us on a little bit of a spin here. So it's a combination. I'm, I'm really curious and excited to see how we look, at least at practice, with – both Clef Bomb and Sakara going full speed in the next two days. And I, I'm 
I'm excited and curious to see what the team looks like because when you see them during drills, not scrimmages like it's going to go on the next two days, they look like they're a cut above everybody, which is going to help us a lot. So I don't know when they're both going to play. Uh, we're going to know after the second practice how far both guys are away. But but just on puck movement alone, they make us look a lot faster and a lot better, quite frankly. Not an excuse, but uh, you know what? Since Andre Secker got injured in Game 5 against the uh, Anaheim Ducks, you could make an assertion that the Edmonton Oilers organization has not been the same, and he and Clefbaum certainly, you know, plus players, 35-plus points each uh, in the uh, big step-forward year back in 16-17. Ken Hitchcock joining us. Ken, uh, you mentioned the importance of uh, Connor, the importance of uh, Oscar Clefbaum. There's another factor in this always, and that's goaltending, right? And you need some stops right now, don't you? Regardless of who's in between the pipes and even regardless of who's got the long-term contract extension? Well, Bob, we went on a run because of the goalies. We went on a run because the goaltending save percentage was in the 930s, which we that's what we need back again. If we're going to make the playoffs and we're going to go on a run, we have to be the goalies have to be the story. And quite frankly, they got to be the story on any of these teams that are going to get in. Ben Bishop yesterday tossed a shutout against and held for it the last five minutes against Buffalo. He made five incredible saves at the end of the game. Um, that and, and gave him a shutout. That, that's, that's what the stories are right now. If your goaltenders are carrying the day and they are the first or second star, you're going to win a lot of hockey games at this time of year. And both guys did that for us before. And for us to get to the next level and be a playoff team, they're going to have to do it for us again. So it's not... Negotiating for this is just the facts of life, but that's what we need to get up to the next level. Ken Hitchcock joining us. Ken, you know, uh, we've talked about improved playing goal, the return of some healthy defensemen, uh, you know, maybe trying to play differently up front. There's no magic elixir coming from outside. This team is cap-challenged. Keith Gretzky's going to have to do an incredible dance just to get anything to help you at this stage of the game. So the solutions have to come internal. And does that go for the leadership as well? Yeah, I, I, I think it's, that's what you want. You, it, 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 it doesn't look good on us if we're sitting there crying for help. We've got a, we've got a roster here that went 9-2-2, nine, nine, two and two, and it's the same roster except for one player. Uh, we can run this thing again, but we're going to need maxed out by, by our players, by our key guys. It starts in goal carries on to the back end and then moves up to the key guys up front. But we're going to have to, we're going to have to do what a lot of teams are. You, you, your best players have to be your best players and your key players have to perform at a high level, but that's what the NHL is like. And that's, that's what winning in the NHL is like. And if we get our key players playing well and we get the goaltending that we had before, there's no reason that we can't go on a run like we did before. And we expect that to happen and we want that to happen. And it's our job as coaches to put the players in the position to help them get success. But the bottom line is this is the time of year where, uh, to me, as a player, you've you got to love this because this is like 32 playoff games going on right now. And if you just stay in the fight, uh, you never know what happens. And, you know, there's going to be lots of four-point games come up. There's going to be lots of games that are uh, – are going to be uh, feel like uh, like a sudden death game seven, and that's 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 a great atmosphere to work in. 
Our biggest challenge moving forward, Bob, right now is game one. And the reason for that is that that will be Philly's fourth game. Right. And they're up and running. And it's our first game. And we saw what teams who were down a game came back. Uh, Boston had a really difficult time playing against Winnipeg. Winnipeg had played a game already. And the second half of the game for Boston was very challenging and difficult. And that's what we're going to have to get used to. So we're going to have to do a lot of scrimmaging at practice over the next two days to get ready for this and uh, get ourselves in game situation. But I'm like the players. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to seeing how far we can step up and seeing how far we can go. You said something there, Ken. I just got two more questions for you very quickly. Uh, You said, uh, as a player, you got to love it. And, you know, I... I get a chance to be around the team on a day-by-day basis and on the road. You love this, don't you? You love coming back to your hometown and being a part of this and trying to be part of a solution here to will this team back into the playoff mix. Yeah, I mean, I I feel the angst of the fans. And, and um, I, I love what I do, and I love, I love what's going on here. Uh, I love the people I work with here. I mean, it was... It's a great group of people, and I, I, I want to come through for them. And I know how challenging it is. I know how difficult it's going to be, but I'm not afraid of that. I'm not afraid to win. And I'm going to do everything I can to help this team win. But my, my, for me and my life, the way it goes right now is all wins are, are just relief. The, losing is hell for me, and uh, I hate to lose as bad or worse than anybody. And all my friends in the city know that. And... Uh, I, I, that's why I feel for the people in this city, but we're the ones in charge with making a difference here, and I'm the head guy in charge on the ice, and i got to do everything I can and turn over every rock to help these guys have success. And I'll leave just one final one, and that's yesterday. Uh, the order of hockey uh, for Hockey Canada. Um, when you think back to... You know, applying your trade, coaching uh, midget double-A uh, and then triple-A kids out in Sherwood Park and going to practice and watching Claire and Billy out at, uh, you know, what is now Claire Drake Arena, the old varsity arena at the U of A, is a little bit surreal when you get an award like that to think of, because it's a career achievement award. I mean, you're there with George Kingston. He played for Claire Drake at the University of Alberta, you know, uh, and then coached against Claire for a number of years and was a head coach in the NHL with San Jose. Um just a thought on uh, receiving that yesterday and, and uh, if you can reflect upon what that honor means. Well, to go in, I, I'm, I'm really happy for Jana because she was the glue for Hockey Canada with the women's program in, in a lot of those big competitions. And to go in with George feels the same as going in with Claire. So it's very emotional for me, but... It was a hard day for me because uh, I, my, my sole focus is so much on the orders right now. I, I'm like any other coach. We, we don't appreciate this stuff and the people that got us this opportunity as much as we will either in the summer or when our careers are over. So right now for me, I very much appreciate the opportunity that Hockey Canada has given me, but my sole focus is the Edmonton orders right now and, that's why I'm going to hang up on you, Bob, and get back to work. 
All right, there you have it. That is Ken Hitchcock, Edmonton Oilers head coach. It's 1225 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now, and that was our Oilers Now audio vault. Brought to you by Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. Back in two minutes with NHL Today for elite promotional marketing. This is Oilers Now. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chad. Oilers returning to practice today, uh, CBA-mandated uh, bye week, 5 o'clock tonight. Be interested to see what the line combinations are going to be, because I think they're going to have a little bit different look. Anyhow, uh, let's get to NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Drew Shamahorn and his gang at Elite, uh, they've been taking care of people uh, on board of the Oilers, the Eskimos, uh, the University of Alberta, and strong supporters of amateur sport throughout the province of Alberta. Here's Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. Three games on the NHL schedule tonight featuring the Flyers taking on the Bruins, the Rangers visiting New Jersey, and the Jets entertaining Columbus. Longtime NHLer Antoine Vermette announced his retirement today after 14 NHL seasons. 36-year-old registered 515 points in 1,046 NHL games split between Ottawa, Columbus, Phoenix, Chicago, and Anaheim. Bruins goaltender Tuka Rask will return tonight from a short absence. He was out with a concussion. A minor trade yesterday saw former 12th overall pick Ryan Murphy move from the Wild to New Jersey in exchange for a 24-year-old prospect Michael Kapla. A couple lottery picks got the call up this morning as well. Michael Del Call will join the Islanders and Hayden Fleury back up with Carolina. The Panthers place forward Jamie McGinn on waivers as well. Bakersfield Condors take an eight-game winning streak into Iowa tomorrow night. Taking on the Wilds. We'll have more on that with Jay Woodcroft coming up at 1.35. Oil Kings have road dates in Prince Albert on uh, Friday and Saskatoon Saturday, and finally the U of A Golden Bears welcoming in the Lethbridge Pronghorns to the Claire Drake for games tomorrow and Saturday as well, Bob. You know, uh, you don't know this, Brendan, because you weren't working on the show, but I will tell you that I was probably uh, the biggest Ryan Murphy hater that's ever existed. Never liked him as a player. Recall him during the uh, World Juniors in 2013. I'm not surprised that he's had the challenges that he has. It's interesting. Uh, Murphy's a right shot, undersized puck moving D, and there was a guy that was a bit like that in this year's draft, and he went to the uh, San Jose Sharks, Ryan Merkley, and uh both Button and Corey Proman right now have Ryan Merkley ranked ahead of Evan Bouchard as NHL pro prospects. And Merkley was actually traded this year by Guelph, a pretty good uh, team. Did not did Merkley did not play for Team Canada in the World Juniors. Bouchard did. It's almost like Bouchard went. And despite the fact that this year Bouchard in London with the Knights has got uh, eight goals, twenty nine points in twenty four games, he's plus twenty eight in those games. It's almost like because Canada failed at the World Juniors, he's one of the guys being blamed by it uh, for it, and so his rankings have gone down. We're going to head off to a uh, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, Louis DeBrusque. We think at twelve thirty-five when we return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.